What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod with your host, Brian Hazel, speaking. Um, it's a Thursday night. I've got my Pacer sweatpants on, burning some incense from the uh, Meyer store and uh, drinking some coffee. So it's time to talk about the Pacers. We just wrapped up the preseason. Pacers had four preseason games, went two and two. Um, I watched, well, maybe about half of the preseason action. Um, I did catch last night's game, which was the last game of the preseason against the Chicago Bulls, unfortunately. And the Pacers, uh, they looked awful last night. They looked great against the uh, Houston Rockets. And they looked great against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, So... I wanted to take tonight, talk a little bit about the uh, preseason, you know, kind of kind of what I saw, thoughts going into the season, and I'm also going to make my predictions for, uh, you know, hopefully what the uh, what I think the Pacers are going to do this year. So uh, let's just get right, let's just jump right in here. Uh, so yeah, the Pacers had four preseason games. They went two and two, and they, you know. The one that's fresh on my mind is the game last night against the Bulls. It was the Pacers did have four away games, so they did not get a single home game. And I believe the games were every other night. So kind of a brutal schedule um, for preseason action uh, going from Houston to Memphis, from Memphis to Cleveland and then from Cleveland to Chicago. Um, But it's uh, it's over and it's time for the uh, new season. I did watch a little bit of the post-game interviews from last night's game. And, uh, well, just to kind of break it down a little bit, I mean, the, the Pacers just got worked over by the Chicago Bulls. Um, I was impressed, actually, with the Bulls. They uh, they were hitting their shots. A couple guys were going off. Jabari Parker um, and Bobby Portis. Chris Dunn played a really good game. and. Um, but the, the Pacers, you know, they just, they were off. They were turning the ball over, missing shots, um, just, just getting out hustled. And they just looked like they didn't really want to be out there. Uh, it was one of those games where, um, Nate McMillan was coaching them. Like he was trying to get them to turn that switch on and play and beat the bulls. Like he was coaching them, like he was trying to win the game. And I think the players were just, they just weren't really in it, but, um, so I was, I was watching some, of, I was watching the post-game coverage, just a couple minutes of it. And, uh, they all, they all talked about that. Old Depot said something about how, you know, um, he was saying that this was a, this was an eye opener that, you know, w- when they don't come out hungry, that, uh, they will get beat. And that's exactly what happened. Chicago was definitely the hungrier team. Um, so anyways. Just it, it's preseason, but you know it was good. I, I it might be kind of good that the Pacers got that um, real shitty game um, that they have to think about before the season starts on the 17th against Memphis. So you know fire them back up and um, let them know that they can be beat and that it's always not a uh, you know it's things aren't always guaranteed to to improve. So um, I, that 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 could be good, uh, even though it sucked to watch. So. 
Uh, start here just to kind of recap the the preseason as as we move into the the regular season. Just wanted to touch base on kind of the players and what I saw. Um, just knock out some of the guys that are not going to play at all. Um, Elise jo- Al- or not Elise. I always say Elise, but it's Alize. Alize Johnson, um, Ek Anigbogu. Uh, side story on him. I actually so. Uh, living in northern India. What happened here? Okay, I'm back. That was my fault. I thought my recording had stopped, but uh, I don't think it actually did. So sorry for that long pause. I may try to go back and cut that out. Uh, So I was running through the players and um, I was going to, so I, I live in northern Indiana and I, uh, for my career, I do um, some purchasing for a company that sells safety products and Jan Sand, like uh, toilet paper, butt wipes, band-aids, those just kind of products we sell to uh, other um, other businesses. And so I meet, I, I spend a, quite a bit of time meeting with suppliers. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was. I was at a meeting with a, a vendor and uh, she was telling a story about her daughter and her daughter, she said was, uh, I guess she basically uh, she's dating. She said she was dating an NBA player or she wanted to date an NBA player. That's what, that's what, that's how she said. It. She's like, yeah, my daughter wants to, you know, she, her goal is I guess just to date an NBA player. And I was like, is she dating an NBA player? And she's like, well, yeah, she is. I guess she's she's dating somebody from the Pacers. Uh, it turns out it's uh, E.K. Anabogu or however you pronounce his last name. So uh, anyways, doesn't matter. He's not going to play, but uh, I have a connection to his girlfriend. Um, so yeah, Alize Johnson, E.K. Uh, I did see today that they cut these guys that are they have released Amari Johnson and Elijah Stewart, which basically just leaves Ben Moore and CJ Wilcox. So EK, you know, he might make the roster, the 14 man roster, same with Alize, but these guys are not going to get any playing time. Um, let's start with Aaron Holiday. So Aaron Holiday was the rookie from UCLA first round draft pick. He, uh, shot the lights out this postseason. He he got limited run, uh, but I was looking at his percentages, and he actually shot 50% from the field, 50% from three-pointer, and uh, 90% from the free-throw line. Um, he had a game against Memphis where he scored 20 points. Um, he had a couple blocks. So uh, one of my questions about Aaron, because of his um, smaller stature, was how he would would be able to uh, if he'd be able to compete uh, physically in the NBA, and I would say he passed the first test in the preseason. I mean, he he held his own. He he's he's shown that he's a he can shoot the ball really well. I didn't realize this, but he actually led the the Pac-10 and or maybe it's called the Pac-12 now, the Pac-12 in scoring last year, uh, just over 20 points a game. So the guy can definitely put the ball in the hoop and. He was doing that this preseason, shooting the lights out. So that was a good sign. Um, the next guy is TJ Leaf, uh, another young guy. TJ's, you know, this is going to be his second year in the league. 
and he actually started at least two of the games. Um, I know he, uh, because Thad Young had been out uh, with injury, or they're actually, I don't think he was actually injured. They were just resting him because he, he had been injured in the past. Um, but so TJ got a couple starts. He had a couple really good games. He was, he was really hitting the, hitting the offensive rebounds. Um, I think his play was solid enough that he deserves a chance to probably get some minutes early on this season to see if he can maybe crack the rotation. I, I don't think it's really going to happen, but you never know um, with injuries. And, you know, um, there's a couple guys ahead of him on the depth chart that were very unimpressive, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But uh, TJ was TJ was really good this this preseason. I thought he um, did about as well as you could have you could have imagined based off of what we saw last year. Um, the next guy I want to talk about was one that was not even on my radar at all, and that is second year player out of Xavier, Edmund Sumner. Um, he is actually one of the things that you know I thought that you know one of the things that the Pacers need which would be some athleticism and some length and some size at the wing spot. Uh, Edmund Sumner fits that role. And he was actually getting minutes over Aaron Holiday, which I did not foresee coming. But he looked great. And he was finishing the ball around the hoop. He was he just was like a spark plug out there. He, he had a lot of energy. Um, I forget which game I was watching, but one of the, annou- one of the announcers, it might have been Cleveland, yeah, I think it might have been Cleveland. Who's that guy that there? It was the Cleveland broadcast. Um, Austin Carr, maybe. He was saying, "Hey, you he reminds me of a young Paul George." Um, yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully, he's right. Uh, but um, yeah, Edmund Sumner was definitely a surprise, and he definitely had he earned a, he earned a chance, I think, to get some minutes early on this season. Um, the Pacers are really deep. Uh, at the guard position, but I think that you could play Edmund, Edmund Sumner as a, you know, like as a two guard and, and shift Tyreek to like the three. Um, but with the Pacers depth chart, I would say, you know, Sumner's probably looking at being, well, uh, at the guards, you've got Oladipo, Darren Collison, Corey Joseph, Tyreek Evans, then probably Sumner slash Holiday. Um, so there's not going to be a lot of minutes for him, at least to start the season, barring any injury. But he looked good, and I'd, I'd like to see him get a little bit of run, see what he can do. I definitely would hope that he gets um, to, to be on the team, on the NBA team, and not just in the G League this year. Um, now we get into the guys that are probably slotted into the rotation to start the season. And um, I'll start with uh, Doug McDermott. And um, he was very unimpressive to, to start the to, for the preseason. I, you know, he uh, we brought Doug McDermott in to stretch the floor, to uh, be a knockdown three-point shooter, and to get a lot of, um, I guess, just, you know, really spacing the floors is, is what his role is supposed to be off that, off that bench. And the first four games were struck. He was, it was, he was struggling. He, he ended up shooting 30, 32% from the field, 25% from three. Um, he seemed to just kind of, he was definitely a liability on defense. He had a couple couple guys dunk on him and um, just not a lot of highlights that I saw from McDermott. You know, 
it was all kind of bad. Just seeing him miss open shots is tough. Um, but it was only, you know, he might have only played three games. I don't know, three or four games. Um, and so, you know, it, it's fine. He's a great shooter. I, I think he's still going to find it. The good, the positive thing is, you know, he was getting good looks. So he just needs to knock those down. Uh, another free agent that we signed in the offseason was Kyle O'Quinn. And much of the same from him uh, this this post or this preseason. He first of all, he didn't get a lot of playing time. I, I know Kyle is one of our older guys on the team. He's probably 28, 29, 30 in that range, um, which on this squad is, is one of the older guys. And so, you know, he's probably not really getting too hyped up for preseason games. Um, one encouraging thing, you know, Kyle didn't really do anything actually besides block shots. He averaged uh, 1.7 blocks a game um, during these couple games that he played. And, um, you know, that's what we need him for is to come in off the bench, block shots, grab boards, set good screens. And um, I'm still encouraged. I, th I think he's going to be a good addition, but preseason was pretty was pretty ho-hum. Um, then uh, I'll just go right into Tyreek, our other free agent. You know, Tyreek kind of struggled too. So the, th the three new guys that we brought in for rotation, I thought, were, were, were a little unimpressive. Um, they shot the ball so bad. Um, Tyreek, I know he was, you know, shooting, he was in the 30% percent range. Um, after the pre, during the preseason there, he averaged 10 points, five boards, three assists. Um, but it takes time to, to, to get familiar with these guys. And, and these, those three players in particular, McDermott, O'Quinn and, and Tyreek, you know, I expect them to to really to really help our team out. You know, after Christmas, once they get some more time on the court with uh, with our other guys, and um, you know, I think that's when we're going to start to to get the payoff uh, by signing them. One thing that you know I made note of that looked great with Tyreek out there was uh, his ability to run the uh, pick and roll with Sabonis, um, who I'll talk about here in a little bit, but. That was, I mean, going up against bench units, those two guys in the pick and roll action, that might be one of the best weapons any team has off the bench. Um, as far as uh, Tyreek has such a good, good, he does, he does such a good job of coming off the screen, penetrating into the lane, and he, he holds onto that ball and, and waits until the very last minute to make that pass. Um, just a couple of really nice passes during the preseason that he had to wide open, wide open Sabonis under the basket for easy bucket. Um, so, uh, you know, that's kind of what I saw from Tyreek. I'm still excited. I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be the, be one of the keys that make the Pacers uh, really successful this year. Um, Thad Young, he only played one game, which was this last game against the Bulls when the Pacers got the, got their uh, socks knocked off here. Um, he was hurt. He had a hurt foot to start the preseason and, but he did get some run last night. I he think, he, I think he played around 25, 26 minutes. He finished with 16 points and 10 boards, which I mean, that's, those are great stats, but that's not really what he's going to be bringing us. Um, but it was good to see Thad Young back out there and healthy. Um, so our squad will be full going into the regular season opener against Memphis. Um, so the Pacers, you know, 
um, dodged any dodged any injuries through preseason. Um, yeah, so not much to say about that. I just, you know watched him watched him last night against the Bulls. He uh, he did he, he was doing some good work on the offensive rebounds, but um, uh, we'll see. It'll be something to monitor as the season progresses here. Uh, next up is Darren Carlson. He might have been the worst of all the Pacer players this preseason. Um, Darren Carlson got a lot of playing time. He uh, if last year actually led the NBA in three point percentage, but this preseason he went. He only shot four times, but he did not make a single one. Um, so one of the things that makes Darren very valuable to the Pacers is his efficiency. He, he, he shoots a high percentage from not only three-pointer, but also from the free throw line and from two-pointers. Um, but this preseason was not an example of that. He was 32% from the field, 0% from three. Um, I would say the bright spot for, for Darren was the fact that he was ripping the ball from the play, from, from the other teams. Uh, he averaged 2.3 steals, led the, led the team in steals over the preseason. Um, and I, I noticed that actually watching the games, too. Um, he was doing a really good job at, at poking the ball away from uh, defenders or from the, the, uh, from the other team. And he came up with a lot of loose balls. Um, the next guy I don't really have a whole lot to say about, Bojan uh, Bogdanovich. You know, he, his role as a starter is to stretch the floor. He did not shoot the ball very well in preseason. So, um, you know, that's going to be if, if, if that is the case, then, you know, he really doesn't belong out there with the starters. But it was only preseason. He only played three games. Um, so it's a very small sample size. But, uh, you know, I, all I got to say about Bojan in the preseason was kind of like, eh, we just got to wait and see. Um, Let's see, I'll save the bright spot. I'll do one more stinker, and this one is super disappointing, but Miles um, Turner looked rough. I I, uh, I think Miles Turner is, is, you know, he is probably the most important question um, for the Pacers and, and what they can do this season. If, if Miles Turner can make that leap, um, into becoming, you know, I want to say all-star player, but at least borderline, I mean, at least be in the discussion. We, the Pacers desperately need a second option. And Miles looked, um, he had flashes during the preseason that I saw. He, you know, he, he spent all that time on, on working on his body uh, in the off season. And I could see that he had a couple really nice blocks, like at the rim, like get up and stuff somebody's dunk. Um, I'm only thinking of one example of that, uh, but still he averaged, uh, 1.7. No, sorry. What did he end up getting? I looked it up. Uh, oh, he had two blocks a game. So, you know, those are good numbers and, but his shooting was horrible. He, to me, he looked rough. He looked rushed. Like every time he caught, caught the ball, he seemed to kind of hot potato it where he would just look for some, he would look for somebody to pass it off to. Or he'd just like rush a shot and nothing looked good. And and um, I don't think he really took any threes, but he took a lot of deep twos. And I'm kind of like, all right, Miles, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to shoot deep, make sure it's a three. 
but we'd rather see you, you know, catch the ball and, and take a dribble or two into the lane and, and see if you can get a little closer shot. But, um, you know, he just looked, he looked out of sorts. I, I don't think he ever really looked comfortable out on the court this preseason. And that's concerning because of how important he is to the team. Um, but that transitions into someone who might be our next Miles Turner, which would be Domas Sabonis, who looked amazing. Sabonis had a preseason that um, I think's got to make Nate McMillan start thinking about putting him into the starting lineup because he was so efficient, so effective when he was in there. Um, it is preseason. However, Sabonis averaged, well, I think, I know he had at least two double-doubles. He averaged a double-double um, during the preseason here with uh, over 15 points a game, 12 rebounds, two and a half assists. Uh, he shot the ball extremely well from the field. Um, I mentioned earlier about him in the pick and roll with Tyreek. Um, Sabonis just looks great. And uh, I know watching some of the games, a lot of the announcers commented on his his uh, transformation physically and how how cut up he is. And he is cut up, man. Like uh, Sabonis looks good. Like he, you know, he was the 11th overall pick two years ago. So him going into his third year, maybe maybe he's the one that makes the makes the leap. I, I, hopefully him and Turner do. But um, at this point, after after these four games in preseason, you know, if if I had to uh, kill one or marry one, I you know I think I'm marrying Domas, and uh, I might kill off Turner. But um, so Sabonis looked great. Um, one thing that uh, I did notice, I was watching the game last night with my wife, and uh, she, we we I I'd never noticed it before. But Sabonis basically puts his ass on the floor when he shoots free throws. If you watch him. He, he squats so low before he extends to shoot his free throws. It, it's pretty funny, um, but he knocks him down. So, you know, keep it up, man. And then uh, the last guy to talk about is Oladipo, who I, I think he's, I think he made, I think he's going to make another leap uh, that a lot of the Oladipo actually is one of the guys that gets talked about on some of the other NBA podcasts I listen to, you know, he's, he kind of made his mark last year, and anytime that anybody's going to talk about the Pacers, they're going to start with Oladipo. Um, I'd say, you know, the Pacer haters out there will say, you know, Oladipo's probably not going to be able to uh, replicate what he did last year. Uh, I, I'm on the camp of saying that he's actually going to improve on what he did last year, and he's going to take another leap. And that's coming from a third-team All-NBA selection last season. Um I'm going to get into some of my predictions here at the end of this episode, but um, Oladipo looked great in preseason. Uh, the first, well, let's see. I I think the, the two games, the first game against Houston, he had 19 points in the first half. That was going up against starters. And then the game I watched against Cleveland, he had 19 points in the first half. So um, another thing that I noticed from Oladipo, if, if, uh, if anybody followed the team last year, one of the things that, um, was coming up was his free throw shooting and he was struggling with free throws. Um, this, this post or the preseason here, he, he shot 91% on 12 attempts. So he knocked down 11 out of 12 free throws. Uh, his defense was great. 
I, you know, last this is coming off of a all NBA first team defensive season last year. I think that Oladipo can can duplicate that again. I mean, he looks great. Like it's preseason and he's he's just quick. He just seems quicker than everybody. And he's taking charges. He's hustling. Um, he looks like he looks like the leader that the Pacers need. He looks like the kind of player that um, can can lead a team. Uh, he looks like he's a budding superstar. Um, last night in the game against the Bulls, it was cool because it was on ESPN. So we got the we got the uh, well, I don't you know a, a good and good crew announcing the game. It wasn't it wasn't old Austin Carr uh, from Cleveland, but uh, it so it was Chauncey Billups and Doris Burke, and uh, during the during the the, the um, warmups, Chauncey called Chauncey said you know Victor Oladipo is the second best shooting guard in the league. Um, now he didn't say who was first, and I, I I would assume he has to mean James Harden, which would then put Oladipo ahead of guys like. Um, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, um, Devin Booker. So, you know, Oladipo's getting his name tossed around there with some of the best players in the league and deservingly so. And, and uh, you know, I think he's poised for a huge, huge season. Um, little side note, I got him on my fantasy team, had to pay a little extra money for him, but um, I got to have him. I'm watching these games. I got to be rooting for Oladipo. Um, so yeah, he looked amazing in the preseason um, besides last night against Chicago. And um, I'm excited for Oladipo and what he can do, uh, how, how far he can lead this team. So uh, that's kind of just a breakdown of, of the guys on the team and how they, um, you know, how their preseason was in a nutshell. Um, I have, uh, you know, what, what does this, you know, as, as we move into the regular season here, uh, what what do the Pacers do well? Like, what is their identity? Um, in my opinion, uh, the identity of the Pacers starts with uh, their hustle. I, I think that they are a team that is just going to outwork everybody. That's that that starts with their head coach and also their best player. That's that's what those two guys um built their careers on was just working hard and and that's how the Pacers play they they don't and it's hard to talk about that after seeing their performance last night but um they they generally do not take nights off or, or possessions off so they're they're a squad that that hustles and um plays sound basketball um another strength of the Pacers is their balance I think outside of Boston um, possibly Toronto, the Pacers have, you know, from one to nine, the, one of the most solid, solid rosters. They've got really good role, really good role players. Uh, they have one superstar. The challenge is going to be getting one or two of those guys to ascend above mediocrity and turn into a kind of like a subpar star, you know, like right there on that all-star fringe is what we need. Um, and I think another strength of the Pacers is, you know, Nate McMillan and, and the coaching. And uh, I did see that uh, he got, he got, um, he accepted 
a position with USA Basketball as an assistant coach. So that would mean he'll be coaching the USA team, I guess, in the Olympics. Um, I probably shouldn't say that because I didn't read the entire article, but USA Basketball would be the Olympics. And the next Olympic year would be 2020. So I don't know. Maybe they have a 2019. Maybe maybe you. I don't know. I shouldn't. I, I'm done talking about it. But uh, McMillan got named to as an assistant. So that's good for the Pacers. Um, that means our coach uh, Oladipo is probably. I'm sure Oladipo is going to be on the teams. Um, not necessarily the Olympic team, but the USA basketball team. We'll have Oladipo representing the Pacers. We'll have Nate McMillan representing the Pacers. And uh, that might help our chances one day at maybe getting a, a free agent at the, a free agent with the skills um, that put them on, on the, on the USA squad. So like a really one of the top guys in the league. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what defines the Pacers is, is balance, hard work um, and, and coaching. Um, you know, we grow basketball here. Um, some of the weaknesses, we shoot so many, at least what I saw from the preseason was so, so many 19 to 22 foot jumpers. Um, that's like what I, I, that's, those are like the most inefficient shots that you can possibly take. And they are fine. We've got great mid-range shooters. Like Sabonis is a great mid-range shooter. Turner supposedly is a great mid-range shooter. Um, but guys like Oladipo and, and Collison, you know, they we just take a lot of two, a lot of deep twos. And um, I guess I just like to see those stretched out to three. Uh, I, st I have another issue. Let's okay. I'm bad. Um, sorry, just another glitch here with my recording. So, yeah, I, I think some of the weaknesses of the Pacers would be, you know, shot se shot selection. Maybe we can limit some of those deep twos. Um, second scoring option, who's that going to be? Like we know we have Oladipo. We think that uh, Tyreek Evans is going to be that second playmaking scoring option. Um, I was hoping that Miles Turner would step up. Um, there's obviously the season hasn't season hasn't even started, but um, he just didn't, he didn't, he's, he's got me doubting it going into the season. Um, so those are the weaknesses, you know, shot, shot selection, um, who's going to be our second scorer. And, you know, what is Miles Turner? Um, and then just to recap, you know, in, in total, it is just the preseason. Um, I looked at this preseason standings and the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, um, arguably the two best teams in the league, are both one and three. So it obviously doesn't mean a whole lot, um, but it is basketball. You are watching it, so you, you can talk about it. So, all right, right, let's. I'm going to move on here to my predictions for the upcoming season. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this is the first time making making these predictions, and it was pretty fun, actually. Um, so to start with here, I'm going to go over basically just Oladipo, but some of the, some individual awards. So if you can't tell, I'm, I'm very high on Victor Oladipo. Uh, I'm predicting that Victor Oladipo makes his second all-star um, selection, or how do you say that? 
gets selected to the all-star team for the second time. So he'll be a two-time all-star at the end of this season. I think Victor Oladipo is going to be a, he's going to make it to the all-defensive team, all-first team defense again. And also I see him uh, being another all-NBA player. And this year I think he makes the jump to second team. Why? Because um, he's the second best shooting guard in the league. And that's going to put him on the second team. So he's going to jump from the third team to the second team and be an all-star and continue to be on that first team, all defensive team. Um, Oladipo will probably, uh, I would like to see, you know, potentially get votes for MVP. What, what does that mean? That means, you know, he needs to be in that top. Uh, that's a stretch, but you know, it could happen. If, if the Pacers do what I'm hoping they do, it's going to be, impossible not not to look at Victor Oladipo as as an MVP candidate um especially since you, we don't even know who the Pacers second best player is um and so what I here's the other thing I'm going to say about individual awards Miles Turner I'm I'm going to pretend the preseason didn't happen I'm going to assume that over this next week before the regular season starts um that Miles gains his gains some composure and slows down a little bit and um, really kind of hits reset on the season and and uh, turns the work that he done did in the off season into success on the court and not just um, you know slow down a little bit Miles take your time you're, you're a good player um, just slow down um, so. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. This, this might look silly uh, later on, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, predict that Miles Turner makes the, the second team all defense. And that's because with his new body, uh, you know, his newly enhanced body, I think he's going to get back to being an elite shot blocker in the league. Um, I think the Pacers are going to be one of the better defensive teams in the league with um, Oladipo as the premier perimeter defender. Miles Turner as a enforcer, the backbone of our defense, blocking shots at the rim. Um, I'd like to see his rebounds get, if he can get his rebound numbers up, you know, I don't think there's any reason why he, he couldn't be in the running for one of those all defensive teams. So I'm going to, I'm going to put Miles in there just because I want to, you know, I, I'm, this is called the Pacers pod. So I, I'm, I'm going best case scenario for the Pacers. Um and then I even want to say all-star because I think for the Pacers to do what I hope they do this year, they're going to need a second all-star. And even though Sabonis looks so much better than Turner in the preseason, I uh, I'm, I still think that Miles Turner has the higher ceiling, um, but I am feeling less and less confident about that. So I reserve the right to change my opinion. But today, um, being a homer, I'm going to predict that Miles Turner makes it to the All-Star game as a player, not just a fan. Um, okay, so now let's get to the team predictions. Um, Las Vegas has the Indiana Pacers pinned at 48 wins, and um, that's exactly where they finished last year. The Pacers had 48 wins, and they had yeah, so it was, they had 48 wins, and they were the fifth fifth seed in the playoffs. Um, I'm predicting and I'm taking, I'm going to bet the over on the wins. Um, I'm predicting that the Indiana Pacers 
win 53 games this year. And I think that's going to be good enough to put them as the third seed in the Eastern Conference. And success in the playoffs, I believe, um, will be a first first round win as as the home team. I see the Pacers um, also winning the second round um, as the away team and losing the third round in the Eastern Conference Finals um, to the Boston Celtics. So, uh, yeah, I'm calling it 53 wins, third seed in the East, and an Eastern Conference Finals um, run. And that would be a successful season. So I'm excited that the, the preseason is now behind us, and it's all, you know, meaningful games moving forward. The stats mean stuff. The records mean stuff. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting. And um, be- between now and next Wednesday, I'm going to be put releasing two more episodes. Uh, one episode is going to be a preview of the Eastern Conference, and then I'm going to do a preview of the Western Conference, and then we'll be ready to go for the first season of the Pacers pod. And um, yeah, I'm super stoked. And I hope hope that this is fun for anybody listening. I, I know it's fun for one person listening. Hello. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. And uh, peace out, y'all.